So we are turning to the book of Let us turn to the book of Luke Then Corinthians First Corinthians Luke is chapter 12 verse 54 Okay and he said also to the people, when ye see a cloud rise out of the waste, straightway ye say, there cometh a shower, and so it is. And when ye see the south wind blow, ye say, there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. Ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? Nagambe vivina na bio nti wemula bechide ngache kurumula ebu guanjuba amangwa gomugamba nti enkuba enetonya edabwe chibabwe chicho wemula bempewo ngefuruma buchika owadio mugamba nti dinaba bugumu edabwe chiba banamfusi mumanyo kukebeda ebifana Mumanyo kebele chifana ni chensi neguru na yechichi echibarovera okumanya okebele obudebuno. Yeah, and why even of yourselves judging not what is right? Irana mumweka echibarovera chichi okusara ebiensonga. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 29. Abakorinso echisoka sura ya kuminemu. Verse 29. For he that eateth and drinketh and worthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Kubanga aria eranywa aria eranywa musangu aranywa musangu guiye bataya ola mubiri. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, this is a continuation of what I preached on Friday. We talked about discernment of the body. For a change, let us just call this discernment. Discernment. General, general, general discernment. Amen. Now, we are talking about discernment. Amen. Uh, I consulted the dictionary. Dictionary. For the meaning of discernment. And this is what it gave me. Dictionary. The ability to obtain sharp perceptions or to judge well. You obtain sharp perception. No bangolina 
Sharp would mean also accurate. All to judge well. Amen. Amen. That is discernment. Oh, the activity of so doing. The process of discernment within judgment involves going past the mere the mere perception of something and making nuanced judgments about its properties or qualities. Yeah, its properties or qualities. Now, in the message we know very much, we have heard very much about the word discernment. Because Brother Branham had a ministry of discernment of spirits. And the discernment of thoughts that he could do uh, perceive what someone is suffering from what caused that problem and he would even perceive their thoughts. So there was a great ministry that shook the world. Up to today, it is still shaking the world. We have had many Pentecostal preachers of all the miracles and great manifestations when they are talking about Brother Branham's ministry. That is one thing that left them, you know, shaken. That gift of discernment but now we are also told to discern the Lord's body. And we are also, Jesus Christ rebuked the people of his time how they can discern the skies and say according to this and this sign and this it's going to rain. Then he said, how can you discern the signs in the sky? But you failed to discern the sign of the hour. Because Jesus Christ Jesus Christ was a, a full Messiah. Yali Masia, a Jude. 
as the scriptures had prophesied about him. And they knew the Messiah was coming. And the new Messiah would be God. For the scripture had defined him. Who he was going to be. And what he was going to do. Up to today. The Jews are waiting for the Messiah. When he came 2,000 years ago and went and uh, believe that Messiah will be God. They believe that. Praise God. One time Brother Branham was talking to a Jewish rabbi. And there is a Jewish girl or boy, I don't remember whether it was boy or girl, who had been, I think it was blind and then eyes opened. And then it was a concern of this rabbi. When he met Brother Branham and asked him, How did it happen? He said, It was done in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the rabbi said, The problem with you Gentiles is cutting God in three pieces. You cannot give that to a Jew. Then Brother Branham said, ask him, Rabbi, do you believe the Bible promised the Messiah? He said, yes, I believe that. He said, how will he be related to God? The rabbi said he will be God himself. Because they read the scriptures. And they know that Messiah is the one prophesied in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 9 verse 6 A son is born A son is given to us And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor The mighty God The everlasting Father so he will be called the mighty God. And he will be the everlasting father. So that makes him nothing less than God himself. The almighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. His name shall be called the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. So they know that Charlie will be God himself. But when he was born, they did not Notice him. They did not discern who he was. But he was. Yet he manifested all the signs. 
Now they are right to say the Gentiles have done that, cutting Kati. him in three pieces. But by the grace of God, God has opened our eyes that he is not three persons in one. Momo. He is one person in three. He's not three in one, but one in three. When you say three persons, the father was a person, the son is a person, the son is a person in one. Those are three gods. Because if the father is God, the son is God, the spirit is God, and then they unite and make one, it still remains their three uniting. Trinity means three persons. A person plus a person plus a person. That then they equal to one. No, there are not three persons. He is one person in three offices. Amen. In three forms. God is able to change a form. From the spirit he puts on flesh. He can change the forms. He can change the offices. God, God, God above us. God with us. And God in us. Amen. Amen. So it is one God in three offices. Not three persons in one God. Jesus Christ was the God himself who put on flesh Amen. to redeem us. It is very clear in the scriptures. But the, the main sign of it the main definition of it, or conclusion of it, is when Jesus told his disciples, Go into the world, preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And when they left there, they immediately baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Meaning, Jesus Christ is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They knew this is one person but having three offices. So Father, Son, Holy Spirit Describes one person. Those offices of one person. I always like uh, to illustrate it with my uh, with myself one time. I was a student. And I was a pastor. And I am married. And at that time now. If you refer to me as a student, you refer to me. If you refer to me as a pastor, as a husband, 
you were right and if you refer to me as a pastor you are right at school I'm a student and I'm treated different I'm treated different at church I'm treated different at home I'm treated different Amen. Amen. But I'm not three different persons. I am one person. But who changes offices? At home I'm in the office of a husband. At school I'm in the office of a student. I don't go there as a pastor. I don't go there as a husband school. I go there as a student and sit in the class. And the lecturer can come even uh, he can even pull my ear. Say you you take long to understand. But in church no one can pull my ear. I'm in a different you know form. Amen. Amen. And at my home no one can pull my ear. But there I am submissive even to being pulled here. That's what God did in flesh. When He came to redeem us, He could pull, be pulled here. And He was submissive. The Bible says submissive even to being submissive to death. But that is the Lord of Lords and the God of all the Almighty God. The angels, every principality, every power, reverence him. Glory. He left that glory. He left his sitting glory. And he came down to be two years. Spit upon us. To save us. God. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. The everlasting Father. I've always said, if Jesus Christ was only a son, when I say only, it means he was a son, right? He was a son of God, but he was more than a son. Jesus was a son of man, but he was more than a son of man. He was a son of David, but he was more than a son of David. He was a but he was more than a prophet. He was a son of God. But he was more than a son of God. He was God himself. If he was only a son. But the scripture has referred to him in Isaiah 9.6 as the everlasting father. He's a father to who? Tata Wani. To us. Okay. Then when he taught us to pray and say, Our Father who art in heaven. Whom are we referring to as our Father who art in heaven? Somebody will say, Of course, of course, of course. That is to God. That is, that is to his Father. 
So who is our father here? If the scripture said he is the everlasting father. Meaning the relationship with that we have with him. Is that he is our father. Right? According to Isaiah 9.6. Is Jesus your father? Huh? Jesus is your father. Yes. We the scripture has called him the everlasting father. So, he is a father to yes. who? To me and you. Alright. Then if he also has a, a father. Remember I'm not refuting that he has a father. He has a father. But if the father is someone very different up there. And this is our this our father has a father. How are you? How do you relate with the father of your father? He is your grandfather. So now <laughs> that makes the father of Jesus our grandfather. If Trinity be true, if Trinity doctrine be true, now the father of our father becomes our grandfather. So where is such a title in the Bible? God is not my grandfather. God is my father. And Jesus is God. The Bible says God was made flesh and dwelt among us. Then who is the father of Jesus? The father of Jesus is not another person who stands there and Jesus stands there. No. The father of Jesus is the spirit of God who dwelt in him. The Bible says he received the spirit without measure. Again, another scripture says, In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It is like this. We also receive the Spirit. But we receive measures. It's like you go to an ocean. How many have ever been by the shore of an ocean? Many times, not an ocean, not nyanja, an ocean. Now go to that ocean You pick a spoon Or a cup That is a measure of the ocean It has all the elements that are in the ocean In quality In properties But not in quantity Amen Amen. So for us, we just get like a spoon of the spirit. Another spoon of the spirit. Another spoon of the spirit. It has all the goodness. It has all the love. It has all the peace. It has all the joy. It has everything. But it's a small spoon. But Jesus Christ was the whole ocean of the spirit. One body. One temple. 
people but all the ocean of the spirit was in him so the word that describes that in English is incarnate Incarnation. He was the inc- he was God incarnate. There is no another human being that can be God incarnate. If all of God comes in one being, that being is God. So Jesus Christ was a human body that was made by the word of God. He made a body for God made a body for himself. He made a temple for himself to come and walk among men. Amen. Amen. And then all the fullness the whole ocean of who God is it all funneled itself into him. And besides him, there was no God. All God was in him. The Bible says God was in Christ. Reconciling the world to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Then you say, now where do you use to pray? Who did you use to call? Who did you use to refer to as his father? It was the ocean spirit that was in him. Jesus was a dual being. He was a man God. That's why he reaches the, the, the tomb of Lazarus. And he sees Martha cry. And he sees Mary cry. He sees the people, friends and relatives cry. That he was, he was caught by emotions, and he cried. And yet, his mission there was to raise him. If I'm going to raise you, why should I cry? I should just laugh at people who People don't know why I'm here. I need to give him time to translate. Sorry. Sorry for, <laughs> for not giving him time to translate. <laughs> now, he's here to resurrect him. Why is he crying? The human body, the human part, with the human feelings and emotions. But after crying, then the part. That God took over. And then he shouted with a loud voice. Lazarus. Lazarus. Come forth. And he came out. Hallelujah. So he was man God. So who did he use to pray to? This man body. That can even cry. When again he's going to raise him and then he cries. That man body often prayed to the God, the Spirit that dwelt in him because this body needed the influence 
of the spirit that was filling it for it to overcome. But if you think he was praying to someone up there, I want to tell you it is him that was up and down. Because God is, although he was in the border, but he was also still in heaven. He, because God is omnipresent. You cannot limit him to a particular place. Look, read John 3. When he is speaking to you, Nicodemus. He said, If I've told you other things and you don't perceive them, how shall you perceive if I begin to talk of the heavenly things? For no man has ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Who is the son of man? Jesus Christ. And now he's telling Lazarus that I am in heaven. The son of man which is presently presently now. I, I, am, I am in heaven. The son of man which is do you know at that time no man has had ever ascended to heaven? Even the, if, 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 uh, even even Elijah, Neria, even Moses, ne Musa, even Abraham, ne Abraham, they were in another dimension called paradise. There were three places at that time. There was a hell. There was a paradise. Let me begin here. There was the earth. There was the earth. And the people who lived on earth. There were a hell. And the people who lived in hell. There was a paradise. And people who lived in paradise. Then there was a heaven. Where God dwelt with his angels. Now, the people who died being unbelievers, having rejected the gospel, they went to hell. Those ones had no chance of coming out. Even Jesus, when he was on earth, he said that he must read there and preach to those souls. But it was not to preach them the salvation so that they believe and come out. It was to bring an indictment to them. You refused Noah. He was speaking of me. You refused, you refused Moses. It was me in Moses. You refused Enoch. He was speaking of me. And now he, I, I am here. And then he went out of hell. He didn't 
come out with anyone here. And he entered paradise. And when he entered paradise, he found there the righteous who were kept there as they waited for the perfect sacrifice. They died in hope, the Bible says. Waiting for the time of their redemption. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I liking um, Job? He had said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And one day, he will stand upon the earth. Oh, I like those words. That's what I feel this morning. That's my encouragement that I have put my hope in Jesus Christ. I suffer so many heartening things. Sorrowing Grieving my soul. So many. But my hope. Is in that one. Jesus Christ. He is the rock of. In the weary land. He is the center. In the time of storm. He is. Oh hallelujah. He is. Our fortress. He is a strong and mighty tower. He is our hope. And stay. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So, what happened to us here below? Whatever happened to us should never make us. Should never make us. To, live, to lose our zeal and our love for God sometimes happen to us and we say but Lord why, why, why me why me others are like this successfully I want to tell you there is a place there is a gate one day you will enter and that why me question will end all the wrongs will be made right to the extent brother Brown said if you married a wrong that, that gate ends the question. Every wrong will be made right. Some of you have suffered wrong marriages. But that question will be answered. The moment you step across that gate. No so brother sister and the way the truth and life the is Jesus Christ he has Christ. been the hope of mankind before he was born and now he's more of our hope after he was born and died for us and paid for us he is the way he is the truth he is the life Praise God. The one that Paul said that our salvation is near us than where we first believed. When we read truth, at one moment, 19 something something. 
when i'm writing the day of the he would say such and such a day of such and such 19 something some of you never wrote 19 because you're too young but i managed to write 19 Of mankind throughout the ages. Even uh, in Abel's sacrifice, he was sowing above the coming Messiah. He was the hope of Enoch. He was the hope of Abraham. He was the hope of Moses. He was the hope of Elijah. He was the hope of David. And Jesus said, All the prophets and all the elders spoke of me in their actions, in their words, in everything they did. It spoke of him. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. He is the rock that followed Israel that Moses was told to smite hallelujah because he was to be smitten and out of him would come water that will satisfy your thirst take away your thirst for sin and for the world oh hallelujah he is the lamb that was slain instead of Isaac oh hallelujah Praise be the name of the Lord. Every prophet, every sage, every elder spoke of him. And now he was finally here. He was finally here. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Job said, I know my Redeemer is alive. He is somewhere alive. I am not. He is not dead. He's alive. Whatever I'm going through, I know I have a Redeemer. My Redeemer is somewhere. He is alive. And when will see him. when he stands upon the earth I will see him. so God help me help me to keep the faith help me to stand to the end 
praise God and those men who died in hope they did not go to hell although they did not go to heaven they waited in a dimension that is called paradise and when Jesus Christ defeated sin defeated death paid the sin debt oh hallelujah he defeated everything that us pressed down he from hell he went to the paradise and the scripture said open ye everlasting gates and let the king of glory come in Praise God. Come on, tender, oh, and then it answered again and said, We are the King of Glory. And the scripture continued to say, The Lord of hosts, mighty in battle, is the King of Glory. The Lord of hosts, mighty in battle, is the King of Glory. And after Jesus defeated death, after he defeated the grave, he went and stood at the gate to the paradise and the scripture echoed back open the everlasting gates and let the king of glory come in and it opened and there he stood the mighty conqueror with blood all over him oh hallelujah it was done it was over it was finished There must have been a jubilee in paradise. Praise God. There must have been a dance. Oh, hallelujah. Abraham must have stood and tied something in his waist. And he started a dance. Hallelujah. Sarah joined him. Ezekiel joined him. Daniel joined him. Hallelujah. hallelujah. They joined him in a dance. There he was. Jubilee in paradise. He told them, children, it is over. Sin is defeated. Sorrow is defeated. Grave has no more power. The debt has been paid. I have paid it. I have paid it all. You are no nothing to nobody. You are no nothing to nobody. You are not seen us anymore. You have never even seen. You are justified. You are back. You are back to what Adam was before he fell. I have come for you. You are redeemer. You are rescuer. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He led them in a dance. He led them in a dance. Jubilee time, they came out. They came out of the graves. 
Bible says they were seen by many in Jerusalem. Abraham Sarah. I see Abraham telling Sarah. Do you remember where we used to live? You remember where we used to live then, Jerusalem? Let's go and see what is there now. They were turned back to be young. He was a young man now, and Sarah was a young girl. Let's go and see. They reached there. And they toured around. You remember this place? You remember this place? You remember Elohim met us there? We were seated there. Hey, this world has really changed. This world has really changed. Hallelujah. Remember, this is where I was seated with him. Amen. Amen. And people saw them. And they said, Who is that? This is a stranger. We don't even know. They don't know he even was first before them. Who is that stranger? Who is that young man and that young girl? Where do they come from? They noticed people were so amazed. They disappeared. They took 40 days touring like that appearing to people and they disappear. Brother, sister, brother, sister you also one day the day of the rapture you will come out of the grave if you will be found asleep you will come back and walk on this earth and you will start touring where you used to live where he used to live. Seguku. Seguku where he used to live. Fufuzoni. Fufuzoni. And you say, hey, this is where our church was. Speckled bird was hey, here. You, hey, the place has changed. And the people here will see you. Who is this man? Who is this lady? They look special. And you will disappear. You will spend here like 40 days. Appearing and disappearing. Around 40 days out of the graves. Oh, hallelujah. So, brother, don't even fear death. Yes, Jesus overcame death. Don't fear anything. There is nothing that can happen to you that you ought to fear. He paid your debt. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So there will be one day after the living will be changed and the dead have been changed Hallelujah. we will go to meet him in the air thanks be to the Lord and the Bible tells us encourage one another with these words 
encourage one another. I'm here to encourage you, my sister. I'm here to encourage you, my brother. Cheer up. Our trials, our temptations, our troubles will soon be over. Our loved ones we shall meet on that golden shower. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. Cheer will be made there will never be any wrong cross that game to Canaan's land I'm on my way where the soul Oh, my neighbor, my darkest night will turn to day. Where the soul, oh, my neighbor, no sad farewells, no tears, for all is well Where the soul Hallelujah Amen Cheer my brother Sanyuka brother Sanyuka Cheer my sister Sister Sanyuka our redemption is nearer than when we first believed. A few more sorrows. A few more sorrows. A few more rivers to cross. A few more hills to climb. A few more valleys to cross. A few more. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And then we shall see. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is the lighthouse. Brother, sister, at the end of the ocean. Brother, sister, there is a lighthouse. I saw one in India. I climbed the lighthouse to the top. I never know what a lighthouse is. Amen. Amen. It's a very tall tower. So I climbed to the top. And that at the top there, there is a light, a big light that shines at night. And that light helps the ship. To know and to see how to land. 
Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. After so many hills, after so many valleys, after so many trials, after so many tears, you're going to reach where now you see the lighthouse. The light above the tower. And it will help you how to land. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. He is the glory of the city. Praise God in the city where the Lamb is the light, in the city where the chemist know nothing. There was coming trouble upon Jerusalem, but now the only hope that was to go to save them. Their hope of salvation was him. And then there was pending judgment coming upon that city. There was a pending death. Destruction. And they missed to discern the sign of the Messiah. If they, if they had known and realized the Messiah, they would be safe. But they failed to know. They failed to distinguish him to know who he was. Amen. Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. Now, our eternal destination is not all determined by what we see and what we hear. But it is determined on what discernment we have of what we see and what we hear. How you discern what you see how do you discern what you hear? Your eternal destination is tied on that. Praise God. Jesus said once that except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of God or understand. How many know that scripture? Yes, he said unless man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that sea does not mean that he will not reach in heaven and he sees. That's not what it means. Although it also means that he cannot even reach there. But that's not what that seeing means. That thing means he cannot understand. 
the kingdom of God. In other words, and in other words, you can't discern the kingdom of God until you are born again. So he said, the son means the ability to obtain sharp perception. Or to judge well. So, you cannot perceive. You cannot get that accurate, that sharp perception of the kingdom of God. Until you're born again. And our eternal destination is not altogether determined by what we see and what we hear but it's determined on what discernment we have of what we see and what we hear. After you have seen it how do you perceive it? You know we don't see with these naked eyes. We see with the eyes that are inside. We don't hear with these outside ears. We hear with inside ears. Praise God. That's why our reactions to what we see is never the same. And our reactions to what we hear is never the same. Even in the time of Jesus, some people heard him and were angry. Some people had him and they saw him as the only hope. Some people had him and they saw him as a blasphemer. And others had him. They said this is not a man. A man cannot speak like this. This is God speaking. So, the hearing or the seeing is not with naked eyes. Hallelujah! Amen. Praise God. So, our eternal destination is tied on how we perceive what we hear. And what we see. That's where our eternal destination is tied. Moses. Musa. He looked at the Jews. In Goshen, a Goshen, through the window of the palace, Gaisa Maso Modinisa, a Yokubiri, 
they were with backs bent shoulders stooped to the ground mud dabbing dirty with tattered clothes wearing rags with backs that are scorched by the sun and scarred with the whips of the test masters when he looked at them he saw the hope of eternal life among those people Moses uh, Pharaoh looked at them and he saw slaves forever men who was who were going to give him a glorious super kingdom because of what they were achieving through the unpaid labor Moses Musa, he saw the hope of eternal life they were looking at the same people Amen. Amen. And from the same point, and Moses literally left the palace. He put on royal princely garments. He went and dressed like them. He might have like them because he was looking at the recompense of the reward. He discerned the reproach of Christ to be of more value than the riches of Egypt that are for the season. He looked at the promise that among these people one day Messiah was going to be born who will give all men eternal life. He saw the coming kingdom when the kingdom of Egypt will be no more. He saw the kingdom of the most high that will never end. He remembered the words of his mother that we are here for a reason. We are here as a fulfillment of the word of God. Because God told our father 
Abraham, Abraham that we would be in a strange land and we would suffer but after some time after some time we will come out of this place weeping may endure through the night but remember joy will come in the morning a day will break and will come out of here So Moses did not look at the suffering they were going through at that moment. He looked at the promise of how they are going to deliver to be delivered. Out of that place with the mighty hand of Jehovah. And Jehovah will take them to the land where there will be resurrection. And he did not want to miss resurrection. He wanted to be buried by the side of Abraham, by the side of Sarah, where there will be resurrection. Brother, there is a place. Brother, there is a place where there will be resurrection. Resurrection will not be in Uganda. Resurrection will not be in America. Resurrection will not be in He wanted that. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham Nagamba, faith is a long-range vision. Long-range vision. He looked at the throne of Egypt and said, where will this be 10,000 years from now? Where will it be a million years? Where will it be a billion years? It will be no more. He looked at the promise that he laid in the word of God by the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he said, where will these people be? A million years billionaires. He saw them in glory. He saw them in eternity. He said, let me go and be part of them. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Abraham. Abraham. The Bible says he looked. He dwelt in the land of his inheritance with Abraham and Isaac heirs with him of the same promise but he lived there as a stranger he lived there as a visitor he lived in tents he didn't build a permanent place 
Yes. Because he said, I am looking for a city which has foundations whose beauty and ruler is God. There is a city that is built by God. That is what I am looking for. Here I am a pilgrim No trial could make Abraham change his conviction about his faith in God. Though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Praise God. He was willing to live without a child. He was willing to leave everything. He was willing to leave everything to uh, to Eliezer, his son, to forsake God because his vision for that city had captured his mind. There is a city. There is a city where dwelleth righteousness. There is a city that is eternal. There is a city where there is no sorrow, where there is no sickness, where there is no old age, where there is no graveyard, where there is no death. There is a city where there is peace. There is a city. I'm looking for that city. Whatever God gives me here is only bonus. It's only bonus. But the main thing of my life is that city. If my cows die, I am looking to that city. If my Isaac dies, if my Isaac dies, I'm looking to that for that city. If whatever goes, I'm looking to that city. That was his discernment. Praise God. Discernment. We are talking about discernment. Amen. Hallelujah. Rahab. Rakabu. When he, she saw the spies. And he had, she had heard the story. Amen. Amen. She's not the only one who heard about the Exodus. She's not the only one who had the news that there are people coming out of Egypt. They are called the seed of Abraham. And their God is in their midst is fighting for them. And nothing, no obstacle can stand for them. He parted the red sea for them. He has all the power and he's fighting for them. He's not the only one. But for her when she had it. She desired to be part of that group. She desired to have favor with that group. 
So when she saw them, she felt she was more related to them than her mother and father than anybody in Goshen. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. She received them in. She protected them. She kept them. Until when they were leaving. She told them. Promise me. That when you come. For surely God will give you victory over this city. But promise me that you will remember my kindness. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. They told her they make a vow with her if your life ever perish. Let your blood be upon us. And even your house. Everyone you want to be safe. That day. Put him or her under this roof. And have this piece of cloth. Hang it in, in the window. If anyone who will be inside there will perish. Let his blood be upon us. But if anyone will be found outside this house. Even will be found in the streets roaming. Her blood will be upon them. Praise be the name of the Lord. Wonderful. And that day when it came, Rahabad put everyone inside. Close the doors. And the scarlet cloth was hanging. The Jericho people thought it was by mistake. They thought it was just maybe taken there by the wind or the tide. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And when they entered Jericho, when the walls of Jericho fell, Amen. Hallelujah. There is only one house that remains standing. That is that one house that was leaning against the walls. And only life that remained is the life, the life that was in that house. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because of her discernment. Discernment. Amen. Hallelujah. The young rich ruler. Although by knowledge. He knew that this was a teacher. That he was a holy rabbi. Amen. He knew that. And he knew this man has an answer. About the question of eternal life. He knew that. 
But now when he was told to sell all to obey and follow him his judgment his discernment was not good enough to put Jesus above the wealth of the world. And what happened? He turned away. Sorrowful. Because to him, the wealth he had and Jesus were the same level. Amen. Amina. What, did he, what was the problem? He lacked discernment. If they had discerned Jesus, exactly who he is, and he saw that city that Abraham saw, and he saw the day of resurrection. Amen. Amina. And then he saw. Those who go get lost where they go. How they cry even for a drop of water. He would not have turned away. He would not have turned his back on Jesus. Having had that chance. To come before Jesus. And he's told what to do. Brothers and sisters. Do you think every man has the chance that you have? Brothers and Coming before the message of the hour. And knowing God sent Elijah. To prepare the bride. And to know that this message is the shout that gather bride for the rapture. Do all men have that opportunity? No. But you know there are people among us who come here and they see that and tomorrow they are pregnant with a sin with, in a sin with a sin pregnancy. They see that and tomorrow they are moving with women, committing adult and fornication. Amen. Amen. What is the problem? They are blind. They are blind. They don't have sharp. Vision of what this message is all about. Amen. You see? And Paul told the church for this reason some of you are sick and some are as have slept for not discerning the Lord's body. In other words, they see the Lord's body, but they don't perceive exactly 
What is this? Omubiriogo chekuri. Amen. Yeah, the brother, brother, brother Branham says, brother Branham The Lord's body is the church. And we do not have spiritual discernment enough to care for one another. The Lord's body is the church. And we do not have spiritual discernment enough to care for one another. Amen. Amen. Not discerning the Lord's body. Who is that next to you? Turn and look at him. Who is that one? Have you done so? I want everyone to look at him. That is the Lord's body. Is that right? What you have looked at is the Lord's body. Some of you care for your brothers and sisters. You think they are very important to you. Brother, sister, cousin, sister, brother, uncle, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was called and told your brothers and sisters and mother and father looking for you. He said, who is my father? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? It is this one who do the will of my father. This is my family. You think Jesus didn't have a family where he was born? Where he was brought up, didn't he have such a family? He had them. But he wasn't looking at these sinners here. He was not looking at the earthly relationship. He said, My father, my mother, my brother, my sister, my relatives are those who do the word of God. The message believers, those are my relatives. Not this earthly relationship that, that is temporary. You just passed through through, through Soga. On your way to heaven from glory to glory you pass via Soga. And there are people who had some little attachment because you were born under the same roof. 
You are never with them in glory. And you will not be with them. Those are not your brothers. They should not cling to you. Let them not, not cling so much unto you. Or you just passed among the Banyankore. Or among the Baganda. As you came from glory, go to glory. Praise God. Your brothers. Baganda. Is that believer? Who regards the word of God? That is your brother. brother. That is your family. Hallelujah. That is the Lord's body. You are in the same body. If that person is a leg, you are a hand. You are in the same body. Praise God. You should take care of that person. Decide him properly. Decide the Lord's body. Decide. Decide who that brother is. Decide who that sister is. That's your neighbor here. I'm not talking about the hypocrite that is here. I'm talking about a real child of God. A real believer that is here. Decide him properly. Have a proper judgment. Judgment. You find people. <laughs> my brother. My brother. But the, children of the Bible says Too good to all people But mostly To the one of the household of faith But mostly who Too good to all people But now All people Omuganda omu Omukalamoja, Omurundi, Omuyarwanda, You are my family. Hallelujah. You are my family. When I die, hey, hurry up. You are my family. Hey, the day I will die, you hurry up and take over everything. We are his people. We have come. You are my family. 
We came from glory. We are going to glory. Hallelujah. Amen. I heard people around here say this is a church of the Banyarwanda. I don't know how many they saw around here. How many have ever heard of that? Can you imagine? Where are the Rwandis here? I don't know of any church in Kampala that is mixed up like this one. You have people from West Nile. They are here. You have people who came from Northern Uganda. They are here. We have the Atesos. Because, because our relationship is not connected to the tribes here in Uganda. Amen. I'm looking for the Congolese church. Who told you you are Congolese? Who told you you are Congolese? That is what you are. You are not Jesus' brother. You are not our brother. Thanks be to the Lord. God asked Job, Where were you? Where were you? When the morning stars sang, meaning, when the messengers preached the word, when they brought the revelation, and the children of God, they shouted for joy. Where were you? That was there in eternity. We were together. And we came here to be tried. And we are going back. Amen. Discerning the Lord is born. And we do not have spiritual discernment enough to care for one another. Care about that person. That's when God will tell you, I was naked and you dressed me. Let me ask you. Do you think you'll get any reward of dressing a sinner? Huh? No. No reward. I was sick. And you visited me. Do you think you receive any reward for visiting a sick sinner? Yes, Aligamba. Listen. 
Do you know that on this earth there are children of God and children of the devil? Yes, Will Jesus tell you you visited me when you visited the devil's child? I'm not saying don't visit them. Because we don't even know. We're not very sure. sure. Who, is, who is a child of yeah, Satan and who is a child of God? Because someone can be a, a, someone can be a believer, a sinner today, and tomorrow he'll be saved. We don't know. So we do all. But the reward goes to the goodness that you do for a child of God. Yes, and Jesus said, as you've done it to these little ones of mine, you've done it unto me. How can we care then if we so we can't care each for other. How can we care for the lost and the dying? What hospital can we take them to? Cast our cares upon him. Like there is a sister who has suffered with, a, with his child. She's in Mulago Cancer Institute. She's called Sister Christine Imbabas. Sister Christine Imbabas. She is a relative of the Kenjiris, Sister Kenjiri and family of Sister Kenjiri. The boy suffered from a cancer and in the shoulder. And you have never seen suffering like that. And the cancer ate up all the whole hand and the swell and the bust. It's a terrible sight. For four, five months sleeping there. I've been thinking of announcing it here. It's good it has come in the summer. Please pass there. Show kindness to them. They are believers. They are children of God. Let them not suffer in Mulago alone. And you cannot even give them something to to live on. Some of those people, you can get an eternal reward from helping such people. Yes, we don't perform goodness because we are seeking for rewards. We have to do good because this is my brother. Praise God. Discern the Lord is body. Could it be that the reason many are sick because we do not discern the Lord is body? Let me first leave that one. The way I treat you from the message, the way I treat you, that is my attitude towards God. I've often wondered what I would do if I had a little charger that had two drops 
of the literal blood of Jesus that fell at Calvary. Buli jomba denga neunya chiche nyinzo kola singamba neka charge akalimu amatondo go musai. Singamba dena ka glass. Naka glass ngakalimu. Nakalimu amatondo ngabi da go musai kwa Yesu Kristo. Ogwatonya ekalivale. Ogwatonye Amen. How I would embrace that and how close I would walk with it. Ngana alika tutenge chomwende. Ngana alita ambude. Ngandikumpi nyona ko. That I didn't drop it all anything. Elanga sagara kuyuwa musayo. Imagine. You had. Somehow. Somebody came at, the, at Calvary. Tugambe kare. Waruo muntu yariwe kalivariyo. And tapped the blood, the blood in a bottle and kept it and gives it to you. How would you hold that? It would be so dear to you. And every time you look at it, oh, that is the blood, this the blood that fell from the master's Bought you hold it so close to your heart. Do you know in the sight of God? I've got a greater than that here before me tonight. I have something that is greater than that blood. Here. I've got the purchase of his blood. Nina Yes. You know the the purchasing uh, the power that you exchange to get something. You take the thing that you are giving for the other lesser important than the thing you are exchanging for. Bobo inachogula. Ochitwala nchinochowa deyo cha muendo mutonoko kuchiri choberofuna. Siwachiri? Isn't it? Now Jesus' blood is precious, right? But he gave it to purchase you. To purchase the bride. That means in the sight of God. The bride is of more precious value. Than his own blood. That he released. He parted with his blood. To get the bride. Oh hallelujah. Praise God. He loved you more than he loved his own life. He gave his life for you. So how must I handle you? I must be honest and sincere. And I think I may be well. Amen. Must be honest and sincere. Amen. 
For we can't even care for one another. I read in the scriptures some time ago. Where it said. Not discerning the Lord is body. And I thought what a statement. Found in 1 Corinthians 11. Not discerning the Lord is body. And for this cause many are sick and weak among The Lord is body is the church. And we do not have spiritual discernment enough to care for one another. Amen. Okay, I, I, I think I've read that. Now, Ati. The discernment of knowing that you are the Lord's body. Amen. Amen. Now, Ati. this is the discernment. Your brother, your sister. Brother, your sister, you. Is the Lord's body. So the way you treat him. You're treating the Lord's body. Amina. Amen. That is you're treating the Lord's body. And you can only treat him as the Lord's body. If you yourself. You are the Lord's body. Amen. Because the Lord's body has no members over cat and lamb. And a dog. And a reptile? No. He is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. So, you are a Lamb. And that brother is a Lamb. If his leg is a leg of a lamb. If you have a hand, you are a hand of a lamb. If it's an ear, you are the ear of a lamb. So, you are the body of the Lord yourself. And this brother is a body of the lamb. So the way you treat yourself is the way you treat him. Are you following me? Amen. Amen. I'm about to close now. Let us read 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? What is the temple of God? His body. 
His body is his temple, right? And that the spirit of God dwells in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are ye? Amen. So, when you your hand is Jesus' hand. Right? Your eyes is Jesus' eyes. I am the true vine and the other branches. Your feet is Jesus' feet. Amen? Amen. Now, imagine if your hand this one was removed and Jesus' hand connected. I've been preaching a number of times and people see their, they, they seek vision and they see Jesus. And like they cease to see me, but they are seeing Jesus. Now, that is not only about me. Even you, you can be seen as Jesus. If you got well anointed, you'll be seen as Jesus. Because you are his temple. That means your hands are Jesus. And your feet are Jesus. Meaning he's using you. He dwells in you. Now look at your hand. This is look at it. Look at your hand. Your hand. That is Jesus' hand. Do you agree? Say amen. Say this is Jesus' hand. It's not mine. It's Jesus' hand. Amen. Amen. Your mouth is Jesus' mouth. Now, if you had proper discernment, we said discernment means what? Sharp judgment, accurate judgment. If you had accurate judgment, proper, and it's a real revelation that this mouth here is of Jesus the Holy Son of God. Would you ever use this mouth to drink alcohol? 
Would you ever use this to drink? What did Brother Branham, what did the angel tell Brother Branham? Never drink. Never smoke. Never defile your body in any way. For when you get, you get older, there is a work for you to do. Amen. Amen. So, this, if this be Jesus' hand, how dare you get Jesus' hand to hold a man to hold a woman in a dirty way? How dare you? With Jesus' hand. Do you have discernment? Do you have discernment? If you discern the body of the Lord and you discern that this is Jesus' body. My eyes are Jesus' hands. Do you know you will be careful the way you see? Do you know you will be careful the way you use those ears? Because they are Jesus' ears. Jesus' ears must not hear filthy things. Jesus' ears, Jesus' eyes, you must not use them to look at wrong things. One time, Brother Branham, you see there's a time he fell sick and his eyes and by the grace of God, God opened his eyes. And now one time, he's still a young man, having temptations, he'll be driving, and the woman passes. Like the women you see today hanging on borders. He wants to look there. He said, God have mercy upon me. Once I was blind, you opened my eyes. I should not use my eyes to look at the wrong thing. He got, he bought a cross. He hanged it in his car. Around the dashboard. He said, I will use my eyes only to look at the right thing. So when you would be driving and such a temptation passes, he would remember his promise and he would look at the cross. My eyes should look at the right thing. How do you use your eyes? 
Do you discern the Lord's body? How do you use? Your tongue. Because that tongue is Jesus' tongue. Do you use it to curse? And to talk about others? You have turned Jesus' tongue to be a rumamonga? How do you answer your husband? With that tongue. You mean that is Jesus speaking like that? Because that is not your tongue. It's like in marriage. Because physical marriage types are spiritual. The Bible says the man does not own his body. It is owned by the wife. And the woman owns not her body. It is owned by the husband. Right? Now, Kati. You can, you know, that means you don't own, you don't own yourself. Now, if your tongue is Jesus' tongue, and now you're using it to lie. You mean Jesus is a liar. How undiscerning you are. You cannot discern this is Jesus' tongue. You cannot discern this is Jesus' hand. Do you know even your girlfriend or your boyfriend you should never even Bring them to your chest. Nor kiss them. Until you have been sanctified. In a holy matrimony before the priest. That makes you one body. Amen. Amen. You are only one body after that. But before that, you are not even supposed to embrace them. Or else you will answer 
before God for committing fornication. But the Bible says the bed is clean. That is the marriage. The marriage bed. But the fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So, no, Rachel. If you're not discerning the Lord's body, and you cause it to do wrong things, you are blaspheming God. And you are saying, My hands are of Jesus. But here they are. Holding a woman. That is not your wife. I mean the dirty way. And you're taking Jesus' hand into that. And you say, My body, I'm a believer. And here you are subjecting yourself to a man dirtying your body with his beastly lusts. So you mean that is what the body of the Lord Jesus deserves. So you mean that's what Jesus' body, Jesus' temple deserves. So the Spirit of God says here. You can defy the Lord's body. Defile. But you know the thing. God will destroy you. For defiling his body. His temple. What is the problem? You lack discernment. You are blind. The prophet quotes are saying. Fools. Walk with hobnail shoes. Where angels fear even to step. In other words, you are a fool. When you lack discernment, it means you are fool. And the foolish will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Been wondering why the foolish will not enter. The Bible says. Why they will not enter. Is because of lack of discernment. They lack discernment. If they knew. That their lips are God's lips. Their hands are Jesus' hands. Their feet are Jesus' feet. Then they will present, they will present their members 
Holy. Kakati bali wadde emibiri jabo kuba mitukuvu. Do you know if you knew that? Ochimanyi singo chimanyi echo. You will not sin. Tojja kuonona. Because how will you sin? Kubanga onoyonono tia. Which member of your body will do you sin with? Chitundu checho mbirigo chiwali tutemu kuonona. When it, you know very well you have good discernment that it does not belong to you. The discernment of knowing that you are the Lord is born. You can't discern, you can't discern it in wickedness and sin. And we've got to be above that. That we discern that the Lord is righteous. And discern that he is our propitiation. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is righteous. Paul was not disputing with them for taking the communion. Their act was right. But their discernment was wrong. For taking the Lord's Supper is the commandment of the Lord. But to take it unworthily. Not discerning the Lord's body is where the wrong lay. Now, some people say, Now, we don't become the Lord's body at the Lord's table. No, we are the Lord's body everywhere we are. Christianity is an experience and a life. And these Christians was just living any kind of a life. Making a poor example of their profession. And Paul said that this cause many are sick and weak among you and many are asleep which means they are dead because they haven't discerned the Lord the body of the Lord. Yeah, they were dead. Because the Lord said here in another scripture that he that destroys the temple of God God will destroy. Because you discern not the Lord's body and you take it to do sin and then you claim to be a Christian. God will release a sickness on you. You fall sick or you die. That body that you, you blaspheme God with 
saying it is Jesus hand and it you, are, you are using it to, you are using it to hold women saying it is the Lord's body and you you committed to fornications and God will destroy that body. It is no good. It's a reproach. And we who call ourselves Christians. We have no right to take communion unless we are living above reproach of the world. We have no right communion for those who are living right. An example of Christianity. In other words, everywhere you go, you are an example of Christianity. That's why you see the church is defeated. Every time God wanted to give his church the promise. God, there was a death of the hypocrites. Ananias and Sapphira had to die. For using the Lord's body to lie. Akan had to die. For using God's hand to steal. Because God had said I would dwell among them. God's dwelling place is where? Where is God's dwelling place? It's among his children. So, he wants to dwell in those hands. He wants to dwell in those eyes. When you say I'm a believer, you are saying, my eyes are of Jesus. My ears are of Jesus. You have to present those members clean. And They are not yours. They are his. The worst thing, the worst thing there is in the world is a person to try to impersonate something. And there is too much of that in the world today. Not only do we in this day are guilty of the same crime that Paul was rebuking the Corinthian church for, but of trying to do something that the Lord commanded, had commanded without discerning the Lord's body. There is a quote. Let me close with this one. We believe that these represent the broken body of Jesus Christ. We believe that a Christian is duty bound to take it. 
That is the substance of all of the law. Believe that a man that is not living right that comes and takes it without being listen. How many Christians raise your hands? Are you sure? If you say you're a Christian, you must take the Lord's communion. Because saying you are a Christian means you are a body of Christ. So you must. If you don't come to the Lord's table to eat the physical representation, you are denying your confession. That you're not a Christian. And if you come and take it with the hands that touch wrong things and you put it in the mouth that speak wrong things, you are blaspheming God. Man that comes, we believe that a man that is not living right, that comes and takes it without being living right, eats and drinks damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord is born. That's why those churches calling themselves Christians was found in the Bible full of blasphemous names. What is blasphemy? Blasphemy is to compare the, clean, the unclean thing with the clean thing. That is blasphemy. When God looks at the Catholic Church and it is calling herself the bride of Jesus Christ. He sees blasphemy. She's blaspheming the church of Jesus Christ. When Jesus looks in the speckled bird tabernacle and sees an adulterer and sees a liar and sees a cheat calling himself a believer. He is blaspheming. He is compared with those people who planted a crown of thorns and put it on Jesus' head in blasphemy. That it is a crown of a king. Full of blasphemous names. Because taking communion and doing out 
and going out and living any kind of a life brings a bigger stumbling block than all the bootleg joints that there is throughout the country. You see a prostitute on the street you know what she is. You look the way she acts and dresses. You know her. But a Christian shouldn't do that. If you see a place down there says package, package store. Wines and whiskey. And so forth. You know what that is. That is that place. That's alright. Dancing ball, so forth. You know what it is. But you expect the people in there to be drinking, coming, lying, stealing. Everything else. That's the cage of unclean spirits. But when you see a place that professes to be sons and daughters of God, walk in there and the first thing, see them deny the very scripture. There is that hypocrite. That's the thing that is evil. And see them people come and take in communion and go right out there in the street and leaves like the rest of them. That's the biggest stumbling block. I preached there not long ago on the disappointments of the judgment. That the bootlegger ain't going to be disappointed when he hear his sentence to go to hell. He ain't going to be disappointed. Neither is the liar or the thief. But this disappointed one, the disappointed one is going to be that one who loved, who, who thought he was right. That's the one. They are sure the be plenty of it. We know that. And God have mercy on our souls. Yeah. There are the people to be disappointed. Amen. Amen. A Christian should be a Christian everywhere. His neighbors will know that man is a Christian. That family, they are Christians. But now, you call yourself a Christian. But the neighbors hear a lot of noise and fighting. 
How can those words be coming from a mouth of a Christian? How can Jesus speak like that to his wife? How can Jesus speak like that to his to a husband. How can that be a mouth of Christ speaking like that? How can Christ be calling girls at the place of work? How can Christ be called at the place of work? Christo Christ and a girlfriend kumulimu has a girlfriend at the workplace Christo and a girlfriend mu neighborhood Christ has a girlfriend at the neighborhood Christo akulaba atyango vumaganya erinyalie how can Christ see you or look at you while blaspheming his name ntolimu kurisitayo that you are a christian and you have that girl that you walk with in prostitution. If you were in the bar, the things that are found there are filthy, dirty things. Filthy spirits. But you call yourself a saved person. And you don't discern what that means. You have a, girl, a, a phone that you use for calling girls. And you exchange messages of fornication. And you call those hands Jesus' hands. They are the hands that are doing that. Does Jesus has, have hands of snakes? Yes, Does Jesus have hands of a pig? Yes, Does Jesus have a wolf's tongue. You want to tell me those hands that are like a, a snake's tail at Jesus' hands? What a blasphemy! You want to tell me those eyes, that mind that is rotten you mean that is Jesus what a blasphemy how blind not discerning what the Lord is body ought to be no wonder straight is the gate and narrow is the way. You mean if Jesus had that phone. He 
He would be using it that way. Yari badaji kuzisa ngabo ujikuzisa. Jesus. Yesu. Would be using that phone. To take filthy pictures. Of, the, of himself. Of and sending them to boyfriends and girlfriends. You mean that you are a Christian? You are a Jesus person? And that is Jesus doing that? Do you see what blasphemy is? You are a blasphemer of Jesus. You are not discerning who, what his body should be. You are foolish. You walk with hobnail shoes. Where angels fear even to step. You defile the temple of God. So for that reason. God will destroy you. Do you see why the church is defeated? When Christ sees that, Christ He said, "Ah, all tables are full of vomit and cleanliness." He away. And then we say, "Lord, you said we are tall, three shall be gathered in, in my name." Who did he refer to? Did he mean blasphemers? And hypocrites. Did he mean impersonators? Impersonating Christianity? Just bearing the name in vain? Did he mean that? Surely there are many people who gather. And they quote that. Promise. And it's not in their midst. There are many homes where he's not. Amen. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. A sinner has a chance. Before you cross the line of mercy to repent. If you are here. And you know that you have been using the body of Christ. 
as if it's yours. And you use it in hypocrisy. Will you repent? Before it is too late. Speak to the Lord. It's up to you to continue like that. It's up to you to continue in that blasphemy that you are, you are, you are making. Impersonating. Living a hypocritical life. It is, it is to your own destruction. And it is upon you to seek God while he can still be found. And to call him while he's still near. The wages of sin is death. Your check is coming. Where the Bible says, let the filth remain filthy. Still, and let the righteous remain. Still, and let the righteous remain.